If you know the fish tank, then you also have to know our friends at Planet Protein. That's right, Big Seth, and Planet Protein is back and better than ever. They're gearing up for the momentous release of their Chocolate Magic Protein Mm. Shake, now completely sugar-free and free of sugar alcohols. But still the same great taste juice, and Planet Protein is locally manufactured right here in South Florida. And to top it off, the new Chocolate Magic two-pound bags feature a wooden scoop and eco-conscious packaging to protect our beautiful oceans. Hey, no doubt, Seth. In fact, they're so local that my man Anthony the COO of Planet Protein is here to tell you why their product is not just good, but good for you. That's right. Thanks for having me. Had to come down and tell it like it is. We produce Chocolate Magic right here in South Florida with our community in mind on the inside and outside of the bag. Eco-conscious materials, only eight real ingredients, four of which are superfoods, put you in the prime position to conquer your day. So if you're ready to live a clean and ethical nutritional lifestyle, then visit planetprotein.com now. And remember to use the code FISHTANK to receive 20% off all of your planet protein purchases and don't forget to follow us on instagram at planet underscore protein bam need custom t-shirts made what about logo giveaways for trade shows or parties wizard creations will put your logo on anything and everything so you got to find them at wizardcreations.com yeah the lowest prices around what services available wizard puts your logo on everything and they really do juice luke freeman who is the wizard at wizard is an amazing guy and if you have something that needs to be branded luke is the guy who will get it done he's done our fish tank shirts that everybody's been asking for we've worked with him at the jason taylor foundation for years there's nobody better than luke freeman and wizard creations yeah so for all your custom merch needs call our friends at wizard creations at 888-217-4084 that's 888-217-4084 also check them out at wizardcreations.com and when you do that luke said use the code fish tank he's going to give you free setup and 10 percent off your first order free setup 10 percent off you're going to save some money and get great branded product wizardcreations.com you're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth living, Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice Man, O-N. This is strictly for them true fans, yeah. golf fans. Number one, one, of course, y'all. This ain't no ordinary sports talk. Dive up in that fish tank. Welcome back to the fish tank here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Seth Levitt, DJ Preach, and of course, OJ McDuffie Juice. What's up, Big Seth? Everything's good, man. Everything's good. Yeah, man. We're rolling on season two. Yep. It's football season. I can't complain. Yeah, man. This is going to be a fun one, man. Because, you know, I've had some interesting guests in here. We've had a lot of Gators. Yeah, I haven't had of, one in a minute, though. i got to get a Gator in, back in. in the wrong positions. <laughs> but now we got a guy that's not only, you know, in the right position as wide receiver, also wore the correct number, number 81 at one point, and I'm loving having him in from the U. From the U, which is tough for me to say at, at this time of the year right now. But Randall <laughs> Thrill Hill dives into the tank. What's up, Thrill? I, I'm not uh, interested. I'm infamous, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little, little bit different. But I'm glad to be here in South Florida where the humidity is always just right. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, right. That's for sure. That's for, that's especially for, sure. for the opposing teams, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, you know, you, you got to use it to your your advantage. And uh, Coach Shula uh, and, and Jimmy Johnson, they use it to their advantage. But I guess everyone's kind of softer now. Oh, my People, God. You know, we got little domes and oh, half domes man. and stuff like that, but not us. I mean, you know, we, we were out there in hurricanes, right? Yeah, yeah. I know I played against the, the U one time where it was like, I don't know, we were coming from up north. We played them in high school and in, in college, and it was 95 degrees. 
You know, we could have played a night game, Seth. I think we talked about this before. <laughs> but they said, hell no, you guys are going to play at noon. With one fan. <laughs> that's right. F- we'll give you a four <laughs> fan. <laughs> Use yeah. that. Yeah, that's right, man. Let's, let's, let's rewind a little bit. Let's go back to rewind it back to where Reynolds started. Yeah, well, Thrill, you know, that humidity is nothing new for you. I mean, you're a no. Miami guy through and through. Right? Is it Killian? Yeah, Killian Senior High School, and of course from there the University of Miami. But even before uh, Miami Killian Senior High School, um, I played Little League uh, here in, in South Florida. And interesting enough, you know, I, I'm from a very strong family, a very close family, and my dad was my coach. And my dad, I distinctly remember, you know, telling me one day uh, I, I did something that was that was good. And uh, we we got home, and uh, he looked at me and he said, "Son, let me explain something to you. You have a lot of talent. You can be very good." And I promise you that if you listen to me and you listen to your mom, say your prayers, stay out of trouble, one day people from miles and miles around will come and watch you play. And that always stuck with me because, uh, you know, a lot of these young kids nowadays, they don't really adhere. They, they adhere more to the Internet and social media as, as opposed to, to, to their family. I used to always, uh, you know, because uh, OJ and I used to be roommates. And uh, one thing that, that Juice used to talk about was his mom. Okay, you know, because that was his rock. So my dad was like that for us when I was young. And believe it or not, there was actually six guys at one time that my dad coached literally that played at the University of Miami on scholarship. Wow. Yeah. He must have been doing something right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what was that team? Let's give a shout out. Does that team even exist any longer? No, no, um, I don't think, you know, because, you know, times change, uh, people change. And uh, uh, I don't think that particular club, it was a Southgate Optimist Club. um, And it was down uh, right right off of uh, Eureka Drive. Um, in, in the Colonial Drive area, and you know myself, Alex Johnson. This was uh, pre Flow Rider League, right? <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one it was it, it wasn't about the money. It was about going out, having fun, staying out of trouble, and keeping keeping the kids off the streets. It, it wasn't about making money like it is now. You guys didn't lose very many games, did you? Actually, we lost a heck of a lot of games. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. But it was it was more or less, you know, uh, going out and being disciplined, um, staying together, you know, talking with, with each other, uh, one with one another, and also the families getting together. So um, my dad is, is big on family. I mean, when it was, I mean, like people know me from all the craziness on the field, but off the field, when it was time to go get grocery, my dad, everybody get in the car, we're going to go go yeah, get groceries. Right. I mean, and that's, I think that's important because, uh, you know, a lot of kids and a lot of the young adults and tomorrow's leaders, uh, they will, you know, think about football, they'll see football and, and they see, you know, guys like Jason Taylor, OJ McDuffie and some of these great guys. But you know what? It's about family too and family first. Uh, make sure you take care of your family as well as your, your careers. A little inspiration from Thrill yeah, this absolutely. morning. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yep. But you mentioned the craziness on the field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not to, not to no, no, blow no, past all that. The, that's an important message. But, um, so I, I want to go back to Killian for a second because mm-hmm. if you look up on the wikipedia page and mm-hmm. i didn't know this juice you were a corner yeah in high school and so i'm trying to figure out because normally you hear you guys a wide receiver and he mm-hmm. thinks he's gonna be a wide receiver and then he drops his first 10 passes when he gets right, to college right, right, right. and they move him to the other side of the right. ball you don't usually see the guy go the other direction T- tell us a little bit about that journey okay well let's, let's, let's back up a little bit let's talk about me being a defensive back, I, I visited a couple of schools uh, for their, their their summer camps, and one was um, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. I went to their their camp. You were in Morgantown. Morgantown, yeah, ain't nothing to do there, but I was there. <laughs> Play football, right? <laughs> and then I was there, uh, and then I also went to um, uh, Florida State's uh, football camp, and uh, you know, of course Mickey Andrews and Chuck Arm- uh, Armada, and because they were everyone was recruiting me as a defensive back, and and if you look 
up, you know, in the Miami Herald, um, they had me considered as one of the best athletes in uh, high school athletes um, as a defensive back. Uh, one year I had 11 interceptions, uh, broke the school record. But with a lot that, of picks in high school ball. Picks, yeah. man. Why would they even throw it his way? You got to go get it. You got to go get it. But you throw it 11 times. It, you know, it, it's funny because, you know, it, it, going into college, you know, I used to come home and, and, and every major school, every D1 school was there uh, waiting on me to, to get Your there. dad's prophecy. And, my, and I would say, hey, listen, I'm walking past them getting off the bus and and, and I'll say and they would start talking I said no 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 mom and dad are inside y'all talk to them I'm going to my room right yeah, I ain't got nothing to do with y'all. Y'all got to get through them first. And then if they say yes, then, then we're good to go. That's awesome. But, you know, even the, the trials and tribulation of picking a school, picking the right school, you know, taking your official visits, and, you know, Juice did this, this this type of stuff too. Um, I originally, believe it or not, decided, and I, if you go look, it's, it's in the periodicals, I verbally committed to Florida State. Ooh. Blasphemy. Now. Ooh. Blasphemy. Here Ooh. we go. The... Coach that was recruiting me was uh, Coach Hubbard Alexander. He lived down the street from me. When this hit the paper, you know, everyone said, okay, Randall Hill's going to Florida State, Randall Hill's going to Florida State. Jimmy Johnson wasn't really trying to hear that at that particular time. Now, my dad had his own his his own route of how he was going to get me to where I was going to go. And what he did was he put me in the car. He said, son, I heard, you know, I, you, know I, you made a decision to go to Florida State, and, and I respect that. And he put me in the car. He says, come on, let's go. We want to go. I want you to tell your grandfather uh, you know, about your decision. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I go, and it, you got to understand, my, my grandfather is a uh, very commanding figure, and so is my grandmother. And my, I get to my grandparents' house right away in, in West Perrine. And, and by the way, I grew up right, I, I spent a lot of time there, which was right down the street from, from Derek Thomas's, uh, uh, grandmother. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So we kind of grew up in the same area. A and, lot of talent in that area. Uh, absolutely. Unbelievable. Yeah. So my grandfather looks at me and says, uh, son, I hear you thinking about going to, um, so grandfather State. now. Grandfather. Oh yeah. Dad's <laughs> out of it. On. He Dad's out of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I say, I said, yes, sir, uh, granddad, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go to Florida State. He says, he looked at me, he says, well, son, he says, why do you want to go to Florida State when you got a good university uh, right here and your grandmother and your grandfather can can watch you develop as a, as a young man? Son, I think you should go to University of Miami. Yes, sir. I guess I'm going to University of Miami. <laughs> that was it. Huh? Flipped you right away. Literally, that was it. Because that's just, like I said, and people who are listening, it's, yeah, you have fun on the field, but family comes first. And I don't make any major decisions in life without talking mom and dad. Grandma and granddad is not here anymore, so it's kind of like uh, Don Corleone. You, you go to my dad, you sit down, you, you take him in the room, and he, when I got married, everything, you sit down in, in the living room, that's where everything's decided. Uh, uh, dad, uh, I'm thinking about buying a car. Well, son, what kind of car are you going to buy? <laughs> dad, uh, I'm thinking about getting married. Well, son, uh, the, the young lady that you've been dating for the past 10 years, uh, you ain't going to get any better than that. So, <laughs> but, you know, so I – let me back up. Great story. I took an official visit to Florida State um, um, previous to my grandfather making my decision for me. Right. right. And um, I get off the plane, and um, who's there? Deion Sanders. Ooh. Wow. Bobby Bowden. Um, governor Bob Graham. They brought the governor in. And – no, no, no. No, no. <laughs> the bandit. <laughs> Burt Riddle. Burt Riddle was there. <laughs> wow. I kid you not. Was he in the Trans Am? I, I, I wish he was. I, like, I would have ridden that thing, right? But, you know, so they brought out the big guns. Oh my God. But, you know, it, you know, I got so many stories. It, it, here, let me, let me, let me go forward and then, and then I'm going to come back. So what happens, uh, uh, um, some years ago, I'm a federal agent, everyone. Yes, I, I carry guns and I protect this country. I, I am them. We are they. I'm a figment of your imagination and dismiss that. So I'm a man in black. But, 
I I, uh, I had to go to a um, a judge's house to have a uh, an affidavit signed. A federal judge. They're all powerful. Federal judge. And um, the judge looked at, at my name, and he says, uh, he says, well, son, I don't, I don't I don't know if I should sign that. And I looked at him. I said, sir, did I do something wrong? And you know, he started laughing and joking. He says, I want you to look at my name, and you may figure this out. So I looked at his name, and I looked at him. And I looked away and I looked, I was like, okay, I know you from somewhere. And he says, yes, I was the other individual who was at the airport, who was a circuit judge. I, I was a state judge at the time trying to recruit. He was riding shotgun with Burr Reynolds. <laughs> he was trying to recruit me to go to Florida State. Right, right. And I'm like, oh, I guess you ain't going to sign that, right? He said, no, nah, I'm just kidding. No, everyone knows who you are. You're good. You know, I throw that national job. security yeah. thing on. Yeah. Me. But anyway, I get to the University of Miami and, um, literally Jimmy Johnson after the, uh, we were getting ready to play the University of Florida, our very first game. And Jimmy Johnson looked and said, do me a favor, go play wide receiver. Literally. That was Wait, it. so you Wait went through you went, through you went through all camp as a all DB. Camp as a DB. All camp as a DB. After the Florida game, which was the first game, uh, do me a favor, Randall. Go play wide receiver. After the game. After the game. The next day after Did the you game. play in the game? Yeah, I, I ran back kickoffs. I actually okay. uh, my freshman year, I was like a couple right behind Barry Sanders. I broke the uh single season um kickoff return record. But who's yeah. counting, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah. so so he's he's like, almost, we need the rock in the yards in return. Yeah. And then getting out, yeah, bro. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, Juice. You know, you know, you make your mark, and I try to tell these yeah. young guys. Okay, yeah, you want to be wide receiver, you want to be defensive back, you want to be quarterback, you, you want to be a linebacker. No, learn it on special teams yes. first. You know, learn it on special teams first. So you know, I didn't get any returns. I, I don't think that game, maybe one. Um, but literally the next day in practice after our twelve minute run, uh, Randall, do me a favor, go play wide receiver. You're wide receiver now. You That's don't. Crazy. That is crazy. Well, I mean, think you, about it. Alonzo Highsmith, he wasn't. A running back. He was a defense alignment from Columbus. It's just all bananas. No, he he, yeah. he wasn't. He was not. Was a, it, that's that speed thing, right? With yeah. Jimmy, I mean, it's well, it, it's the speed thing, and it's and it's the. I, I think Jimmy, you know, Jimmy was a little bit better when it came to understanding personalities, right? Understanding speed, but also personalities. Alonzo Highsmith and, and his personality. Yeah, he could play defense line. I want to say defense end. Columbus. I mean, one uh, great player. Uh, do me a favor, go play running back. Go play fullback. Right. Okay. And that was it. You don't say That's anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jimmy John, come on, give me a break. You know, a lot of That's times like, you know? a lot of times they recruit you with something though, and then they get you in. Yeah, and they, and they know. So they, they have know they're mind. Going, they, yeah. they have to get mind. you in. I can do whatever now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they had a lot more control back then than they do now. And now they these kids can go on the portal and yes. transfer out. But yes. back then you, can't you were do that. stuck. You had to ask them for permission to transfer. And most of they said no. It's crazy. So you But but you had, you know, Florida State, who sends Dion out? I wonder if their vision was defensive back the whole time, right? right. And they went to Dion and then T Buck and the whole. Well, and Jimmy's like, "Nah, you know, we're just gonna move your Mickey Andrews, Chuck Armada." Uh, they, yeah, I was gonna be a defensive back there, yeah. uh, without a doubt. I was gonna be a defensive back. Jimmy Johnson had other ideas, which you know, which is fine. It, it worked out for, for the best um, for you I, and him. Yeah, I, I remember the first day of uh, of camp. You know, one of the things you do, you know, incoming freshman, you run the forty. And uh, you had a lot of guys uh, who had just left the University of Miami who were holding out, such as Alonzo Highsmith, such as uh, – oh, I got so many stories to tell you. Let me back up. <laughs> I, I mean, we need to do like two podcasts. Yeah, we can. We Josh Darrell and yeah. the Five Rings guys are going to be sitting here like, how the hell did we not get this? All right, let's, let's back up. I remember even in high school, you because know, you signed your letter of intent during or right before track season. And I remember, you know, I was running track, have fun. Never knew he was running track. Yeah, I was waiting for that. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what happens is I remember I was, I'm, we were in regionals, and who's coming down the stands? I see Jerome Brown. I'm like, oh, okay, Jerome Brown. 
I see Tobert Bain. Okay. <laughs> I see Brett Perriman. I see Irvin. I see all these guys. I'm like, <laughs> they come up to me and they said, hey, you're going to win this. You're going to win. You're going to win this two, 220, right? Because we ran 220 two, yards. 220, yeah. Right? yeah. You're going you to win this 220. 220 right? yards yeah. instead of meters. Yeah. 200 meters now. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, two, hey, footnote, 220 yards is longer than 200 two, meters. Right. So anyway, they, they come down the stands and, and they're like, uh, you're going to win this uh, 220, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to win it. No, no, no. You don't understand. Um, how many yards are you going to win it by? I'm like, what are you talking about? How many yards I'm going to win it by? I'm going to win the race. He said, no, 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 no. You, this Jerome Brown, these guys, no, you signed to come to the University of Miami. We just don't win. You have to win by. You got to embarrass somebody, huh? You got to embarrass someone. <laughs> so I said, I said, mindset, I said, I, I, okay, I'll win by five, by five yards. I said, no, you need to give us 10 yards. <laughs> that's nuts. Now that, but that's Jerome Brown. I'm talking about Jerome yeah, Brown. Sure, sure. So needless to say, I found out later that those cats were betting on the oh, race. Of course they had money on the damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> they were betting on the race. And, and, and the guys over the stands, they were not taking any bets unless they were giving yards, kind of like a point spread. I'm like, yeah. come on. Bro, <laughs> so, of course they were. So the first day of, of, of training camp. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Go, go ahead, bro. Did tell me. Tell me how to. Tell the me yards? the results. Oh, yeah. Come on, bro. Come on. Did I'm you get? You get about ten. I, I, gave, I gave him ten, fifteen. There you <laughs> go. All right, <laughs> right, come right, on. Come on. With, with Jerome Brown. Yeah, right. Come on, bro. Jerome Brown. These guys, bro, come down and say, "Hey, how many yards you gonna win by? Are you kidding me? You gonna give him that and, and then some, right? Or you gonna find somewhere to run?" Uh, after the race. Right, you better, get it, you better keep running, right? And it ain't up uh, no tunnel either. It's going home and getting in the car somewhere, right? But when I get to the University of Miami, who's standing there getting Jerome Brown um, and also Alonzo Hospital, they were holding out. And um, Jerome comes up to me. No, uh, Alonzo comes up to me, and I had some old-school, high-top, worn-out Nike cleats. And they weren't even like tempos or anything like, like, right. like that. And uh, I just, you know how it is, Juice. Once you, once you start falling in love with a certain pair of shoes, you kind of just want to wear, I, I, these are my shoes. Right. So what happens is Jerome and um, Alonzo come up to me and they say, you going to run in those? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to run in these right here. So I said, um, I said, yeah. And they say, well, we, you're the guy we've been, we've been bragging about. You have to run a four, three or under. Or, you know, we're going to have problems because <laughs> we've already told John. We don't want to have problems. That, that you're going to be the fastest guy here and you're going to run in those. And I'm like, I'm going to run in these right here. So I ran my 40. Um, the time is classified. I would tell you guys, but it's, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it was a four, three something. It was, it was low, it was low, low four, three, low, low four, three. I was like four, three, three or something like that. And as they were walking away, they yelled to Jimmy Johnson. They say, Give us the time. And then John said, yep, you're right. He's the fastest one out here. But, you know, that's what the University of Miami was. You didn't want to embarrass the guys who had bragged about you. You didn't want to embarrass the guys who paved the path for you. Right. And that's how you have to look at it, even with your family. I, you know, people have prayed for better things to come, for generations to come. So, you know what? Show up and do the right thing. Yeah, you represent your school. I, I kind of tease uh, Juice and, and um, Drayton about this sometimes. but and, and everyone thinks about things differently. But... You represent your school, but you also represent your family too. Mm -hmm. Whether it be the name on the back of your jersey or with the name on your, not only on the back of your jersey. So you don't want to embarrass them. Yeah. You know, and that's your, and that's your extended family. Yep. So let's talk about a little bit about, you know, you talk about the guys, Michael Irvin and those guys and Brett. Mm -hmm. And when they show up to games, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's a different atmosphere for you guys on that yeah. sideline. When you got those guys, those guys that play before you on that sideline, I mean, how do you guys get so, I mean, I see you guys so juiced, so pumped. And that swagger comes out. First of all, where did where that where all that swag come from? And then how to get down to how did how to trickle through with the whole team oh, like that? Okay, well, it, right now it's called swagger. 
Back then, we called it blunt force trauma. Right. <laughs> right. Blunt right. Force you, drop, you drop this ball, it's going to be some problems. <laughs> There's going to be some consequences and repercussions. I mean, because y- y- you got to understand, the, the whole swag thing is, and, and I think a lot of schools have it, but it came from practice. I mean, I think Coach Johnson and, and, and even starting off with Coach Schnellenberger having practiced after a game, literally, full pass because they didn't show up the way they should have showed up. Full pass, we're going, we're going to practice right now. But it was just so intense. Uh, my roommate, Robert Bailey. Bailey. Who, yeah, who, now it's starting to make sense. Yeah, who we we grew up together, you know, and he, he was on one of my, my dad's uh, Little League teams. We would fight in practice, literally. I mean, go blows, blow for blow for blow, and, and we were roommates. And, <laughs> and, you know, I've been thrown off the field many a time. Um, fighting with him, fighting with my other roommate. You know, they played defensive back, and you know. All right, yeah, you were a DB before, and you, you switched on him. That's I switched. The problem. Well, yeah, yeah, you know what? You, you're probably right. That's probably what the problem well, is. Well, it was. You switched out, man. And, and, and I remember, um, Coach Erickson, you know, throwing us off the field, and I look at Robert, look at Roland Smith. Hey, you know what? Let's go get something to eat. We'll fight tomorrow. You leave it on the field, yeah. but it's very intense on the field, especially when you're talking about that level. Uh, especially when you talk about playing playing against teams such as a Penn State or a Notre Dame or Florida State. What about a Texas? <laughs> <laughs> now, you funny. guys took a whole different <laughs> – Texas wasn't ready for you guys. You guys went up there. Let's talk, please, 1991. Oh please talk about that game. The state right. of Texas wasn't ready. That's for what I'm saying. Hey, these, these brothers rolled in there. Well <sighs> – Everyone was mad. And, and, and I remember the night, okay, leading up, I mean, and Juice, you know this, uh, a bowl week is a series of, yeah, your practices and, 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 and having fun, but it's also series of different events that you have with the, with, with the opposing team. And we were told to be on our best behavior. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So we were. So <laughs> some events we went to, they were talk. I mean, University of Texas was talking all mad, mad crap everywhere. You can say shit. Okay, mad shit podcast. everywhere. Okay, and <laughs> and what happens is, um, leading up to the game, it was just it just boiled over. I mean, literally, it just boiled over because we come out for warmups and they're still talking shit. And we go back in the locker room. Some of the seniors who get ready to leave, who don't really care at this particular point, uh, we know we're gonna get drafted. We know we, you know, we've graduated, so we know what was going on. And we looked at each other and said, "Okay, we invented this." I mean, are, are you kidding me? I mean, th- this just—they're trying to. It's like you trying to beat a man, but you haven't beat the man. And by the way, the chances of them beating us was simply astronomical, baby. But, <laughs> <laughs> but. So so we come out and 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 I remember um Robert Bailey just like on the on the documentary he he comes in he looks at me he says hey Randall I'm telling you right now and Lamar was standing right next to me he says whoever catches this ball I'm knocking their ass out and I looked at him and I said man you crazy man and Lamar started laughing Lamar said you going to knock him out hey man do your thing baby and that just led up into the into the whole frenzy of all the penalties over what 100 some yards <laughs> penalties but if you look at that video if you look at that 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 game the quarterback did not throw me the ball all game. The quarterback. The quarterback. Now you got to understand this. <laughs> We're not the, mentioning who the quarterback is. Well, that, that was uh, uh, Craig. Erickson. Craig, wasn't it? Was yeah. Craig By the way, Bailey did knock the guy out on <laughs> yeah, the opening kickoff. Of course, of course. He, said <laughs> he called the knockout. So let it be done. <laughs> so, but Craig, um, I mean, it, I mean, and Juice knows how it is when, when you're in the huddle. Um, sometimes you have little mini. Oh, not with Dan, but <laughs> <laughs> you may have many riots in the huddle. 
Um, and we used to have a bunch of riots in the huddle. Uh, oh my goodness, bro! Especially when uh, Jimmy Johnson left and, and Dennis Erickson came in, because like sixty or seventy percent of the plays that he called, we changed. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember the very first game we played. And yes, I will come be coming back to, to Texas. I just got a lot of stories. I, we played against Wisconsin, and we we crushed Wisconsin like fifty something to like six or something like that. The next day in practice, uh, Coach Erickson is like, "Hey, um, you know, we guys, we know we, we had a great game and great yardage, and we didn't have a lot of penalties, but." But what was that shit you were running? Right. He, no, he, he literally said, he says, hey, um, but you guys changed a lot of my plays. And we said, okay. <laughs> and then he says, well, hey, and, and you guys have these hand signals. Can you at least teach me the hand yeah, signals? <laughs> what? The no, coach said, can we you can't. teach me the hand signals? No, we can't. No. <laughs> hey, listen, it, it is. Uh, can you teach me the hand signals? <laughs> No, we're not. Te- I mean, we were out there like I mean, like wow. like 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 catcher and and and, and pitcher. pitcher. Yeah, we shake receiver. We stand out there and, and sometimes Craig and then we shake it off. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> like Sandlot, I like it. I like no, it. we used to have fun, man. Because you had mean, to ask him. It, it's, it's funny because the game of football and and you know getting back to the youth who are listening to the to this broadcast, it's a lot of fun. But you have to become a student of the game. If you're not a student of the game, you will not be successful. You ne- you have to know the X's and the O's. You need to study the playbook even when you're not in the meeting rooms. You need to yep. understand that playbook. And I'm not saying go over your coaches, but know it just as just as well or even better than the coaches because you are on the field. And that's one of the things that I don't like about college football now, and I'm sure Juice will, will, will sustain on this one because it kills me when they're standing there at, 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 the, at the line of scrimmage and to get a change of play – they have to look at the sideline to get everybody. Get yeah. the hell out of here! Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine Dan Marino looking at the sideline trying to get a play? Yeah, they see a picture of Beyonce. Yeah. Oh, okay, Beyonce. Okay, yeah. <laughs> come on, bro. I mean, are you I know kidding that me? Play. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen before. I, I don't like it, and, yeah. and and I guess it's it's what's the what, what's in trend right now. Yeah. Well, they don't prep kids for the next level, which which they don't care about in the college right. game. Right. You know, some some colleges You're do, right. but they don't prep them for the next level doing stuff like that. You right. Know? Just right. like the whole shotgun thing. Uh, but I'm with you, man. It's 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 funny to see these kids out here. You know. You know, you know, you know getting, getting they're probably like trying to avoid having the mutiny, <laughs> right? And, right. And not knowing the calls <laughs> that their own players are making. That's you, what they're avoiding. You just brought up a good point, though, Juice. I, you know, oh, I, I was, thought I, you said I did. I, 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 I was <laughs> crazy. Man. I, I was doing a, um, I was doing a, an interview with, with Lamar Thomas, and one of the questions we asked him was, uh, "What is the teaching now of wide receivers?" And he says, "Well." It seems like nowadays they're te- and by the way we'll come back to the Cotton Bowl. Um, Appreciate that. It seems like nowadays they're teaching receivers how not to get open and just oh just we just throw a back shoulder throw. No, Juice beat people at the line of scrimmage. Irvin Fryer beat people at the line of scrimmage. Got open, got that separation, so the quarterback can lay the ball in there. Now it's okay. Well, if you don't get open, we just throw a back shoulder right. throw. You get open. the hell out! Yeah, I mean, am I right, bro? Yeah, you're right. It's Especially now with all Big the rules, the, yeah. the defenders can't even touch. They the don't teach out. You know, Randall. How can you not Randall get was open? Randall was really good at get when you get off to stack that guy. These guys don't care about stacking anymore. You know that means getting on top of that DB and then giving the the quarterback an alley or a lane to throw. Now they just let you get covered and try to throw back shoulder all the time. You don't have to work. That's not a route. Yeah, you don't That's not anymore. a route. When, yeah. when, when, when young kids ask me about how to run a route, I mean, you look at the Cotton Bowl. You look at third and forty three Notre Dame. You look at what Juice, a, a foot technician. I mean. You get open first, and then you get the separation so the quarterback can get the ball in there. Right. Not, okay, well, I'm side-by-side side with a defender, and I'm going to just throw a back shoulder throw. Yep. Get the hell out of yep. here. That's changed a lot. Um, But even when you 
look at the the whole Cotton Bowl and the whole tunnel thing and and know there was no penalty thrown. So yeah, it was that. totally legal back then. <laughs> we changed all those rules. That's what university. That's what that's what it, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we were the school that uh, and the team that when you think you have. All of the answers, we rewrote the questions. That's what we did. So, so Craig Erickson threw you open. He, he threw, <laughs> threw me open. Listen, that's a good one, yeah. right? He just slid that in I there. I just right? watched the video. I, about, he had a guy by about 15 yards. Yeah. <laughs> did, did Jerome have money on that one, too? <laughs> but, but no, uh, you know, it, so it, the whole tunnel thing was not pre-planned. You know, I, I'm very uh, spontaneous. Uh, I'm very animated. And, yeah, I went through the tunnel, and I turned turned around and gave him a You're way up the tunnel. He just kept running. That's another 50 I yards thought he was leaving the that was like 50 yards past the end zone. So <laughs> it's funny because I've had some um, federal judges, some uh, <laughs> assistant U.S. attorneys look at me and say, uh, I need to speak with you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and they look at all they say is, you're the guy. I'm the guy, what? You're the tunnel guy. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I guess <laughs> I'm the tunnel guy. I had, I had one um, one judge who, who told me that I was a tunnel guy. Tunnel guy. And he says, uh, he says, I need to see you in chambers. So I go into his chambers. Uh, the case was over. And um, I walk into his chambers, and uh, there's Notre Dame paraphernalia all oh, over the place. It's a bad start. And I, I'm looking around, and he says, uh, yeah, I guess you see all my uh, Notre Dame stuff. I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they understood that these judges and, and, and these assistant U.S. attorneys understood that, yeah, I had fun on the field. But, you know, in bringing it back to, you know, the starting point, you know, because even, you know, Jason Taylor and you, Seth, you know, you guys mentor to some of these young young adults. Have fun on the field. But you know what? Be able to write when you go to court. Be able to enunciate your words when you're in front of the stands and, and when you're in front of a, 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 a crowd of people. Um, be able to say yes, sir, no, sir to people um, and, and, and give them their just respect. And that's what I've learned. And that's what I've taken from the field and taken it to either whether it be the courtroom, whether it be interviewing a suspect, whether it be uh, dealing with diplomats, whether it be traveling the world. And I think it's important for a important lesson for for young kids to learn. That's great to hear, I man. I couldn't agree more. Because if you just watch those YouTube videos, you wouldn't expect that to come no, out. Yeah, you're out right. of the tunnel guy. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but, you know, and, and it's funny. People always say that to me. People say, I, I didn't think that you were like this. I'm like, well, you thought that I was that wild, crazy guy on the field. <laughs> and, and you and, were. And, and I, I was, but off the field. Juice, OJ tell you, I've never even had anything alcohol before That's my right. life. That's right. That's right. It's just the way I, and I don't, now nah, I tell, you know, young adults, you don't have to live your life like that, but it's just how I live my life and how my wife lives her life. And she pushes me just like I push her. And I try to surround myself with people who are upwardly mobile, who um, have the drum major instinct, uh, the want, will, and or desire to be the best, to be a leader. When you watch a drum, uh, when you watch a, uh, a band, the drum major leads. Mm. And that's, and, that, and that's as per, uh, Dr. King, the drum major instinct, uh, always wanted to be the best. That's what's up, man. And you know, keeping it on that note, you're a federal agent and how, which is six shooters in the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you think about that. Nowadays, on a serious note, you couldn't, couldn't do anything like that. No, because of the, no. Because of the environment. You're absolutely right. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when I'm, I'm talking to people and signing autographs and doing stuff when people are not mistaking me for, for OJ McDuffie. I, I was about, I was gonna get there. I was gonna go there. I was gonna go there. I, didn't, I was gonna wait to go there. Ain't juice. No, ain't juice. <laughs> we get that. Oh, we got that all the time, man. So, no, but people always ask me, hey, hey, can you do the sh six shooters? And I always tell them, no, I can't because it's different time, different era, yep. and you don't want to come across, somebody may take it wrong. Correct. And you just don't want to do that. And, you know, I'm not saying that, that we are a little bit more, 
uh, sensitive right now, but you just don't want to be taken in. in well, in some ways we are, and, yeah. and understandably Should so. Be, yeah. That being said, don't take any offense to our promo video if you saw <laughs> before you listen to this podcast. So we it's do, all in fun. We do appreciate you letting letting your hair down yeah. uh, for us. The views expressed so, here are simply <laughs> those. Of, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of the tunnel guy. Yeah. yeah uh. This is Ricky J. Mark. In a world where sports radio continues to shift around the whims of corporate interests, we understand that the constant, unexpected changes can be exhausting from time to time. So that's why we think you should sit back, relax, and take five. Uh, Reasons, that is. So go ahead, grab your smartphone, and subscribe to the 5 Reasons Sports Network, available on virtually every podcast platform. We're South Florida's fastest-growing on-demand sports media network, so you decide when you want to tune in. You decide when you want to listen. Because we know your life can be hectic, go ahead, fall in love with our lineup, including Five on the Floor, Three Yards Per Carry, The Fish Tank, Light Skinned Opinions, and Cinco Razones, whenever you want. All you need is an internet connection. So go ahead, tune in. Try us out. We're by Miami, for Miami, and spreading rapidly throughout South Florida. On three yards per carry, Chris Kaufman had enough. They turned 26% of the roster days before the game. I mean, it's it's absolutely, I've yeah, never seen anything like that. I've, I've never seen anything something. like that before. And trust me, you haven't seen anything like that. You listener, you have not seen anything like that either. And no. anybody who says, oh, this is the Patriot way, this is what they do. No, that's bullshit. That is not true. That is not something that the NFL does. It is not something you've ever seen before. It's not something you've seen in New England. No. It's not somewhere. something you've seen anywhere else. So don't let Brian Flores pull the wool over your eyes and say, you know, oh, turnover and the NFL happens. Turnover, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, bullshit. That's bullshit, folks. Okay? That is a lie. Okay? Yes. No, this, they turned over 26% of the roster days before the season began. And that had a drastic effect on the outcome of this game. Download, subscribe, and listen to us on your favorite podcast provider. So I got a question for him, Drew. Yes, so we talked about the Cotton Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked about being a senior. Uh, and, and this is a Miami Dolphins podcast. Yes, sir. We do cover these great days. And so there was that, you know, you went into the draft. You were represented by a guy mm-hmm. who also uh, might be known for, for semantics, right? Were, were you a Drew guy? I was a Drew guy. You were one of his first guys. I was his first first round draft pick. Yeah, I remember seeing that on ESPN yeah. Put him on the map. Yeah, wow. <laughs> you know it's, it's interesting because um, you know Drew. I think I think Drew is a, is a good agent, but looking at my personality now, I'm a little bit more reserved, especially when it comes off the field. He was representing that guy running out of the tunnel. Yeah, right. Not, wasn't that what he not was bringing? Me. He wasn't representing. I mean, I mean, Juice knows. I mean, you guys know. Usually, when I'm out in public, I'm coat and tie. I'm suspenders. Yep. It's just. I'm just different. I mean, and because I always can see my dad standing behind me. I can always see my my grandfather standing behind me. So Drew wasn't necessarily representing that guy. He was representing the tunnel guy. And, and I don't think Drew really knew who that guy was. Interesting. It's just because I keep to myself. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't do the club scene. Um, 
I, I didn't really do the club scene back then, but right. you know, maybe every once in a while. <laughs> right. I remember I used to have um I used to have a uh, ping pong table in my living room, and we guys used to come over late at night and, and play ping pong. Right. Um. You know, back in the day when I was with the Dolphins, but but that was my style. I'm not. I, I'm the guy who you're gonna call when you're drunk. And you need a ride home. The original Uber. That's me. Like, pick up the phone, call me. But, you know, Drew has had a, a successful career. That's an unbelievable career. All right. Well, let's talk about draft day then. Mm-hmm. T91, mm-hmm. 23rd overall pick. Um, where were you expecting to go? And then what were you doing? And how did you feel when you got the call from the Dolphins? I was invited to New York. And I said, no, I was not going to be one of those guys. Right. Um, who's sitting there sweating and not being drafted <laughs> and then have to, uh, have to wait for the next day. So. And our draft was on Sunday. There was a Sunday draft then yeah, as well. Yeah, Sunday draft. So I went to the stadium and, um, they had like a big draft party at the stadium and I was in the stadium and, um, I, I was actually hoping to get drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, going back with my old coach, Coach Johnson. I mean, he had the six shooters. Yeah, right. right. Going, going back to, right. Exactly. I couldn't um, wait to have you in Texas. But that didn't occur. So when I got the call from Shula, you know, he said, "Hey, you know, think about drafting you with the twenty third pick of the uh, first round." And, you know, what do you think about that? And I said, oh, yeah, "Are you, you know, are you kidding me? Absolutely." At that particular time. Um, my mom had already left the room when she went outside because she couldn't take it anymore. I, yeah, by the way, I, I've talked a lot about about my dad. Uh, my mom is a little bit different. Um, they've been together for 58 years. Wow. Um, they're total opposites. Um, my dad is cool, calm, and collected, and my mom will cuss your ass out. <laughs> Period. <laughs> so, so she left the room because she couldn't take uh, all, all the all the stress. So they called my name, and but I'm in the stadium, so you know the fans went crazy. They heard me out into and, and a uh, a Mark uh, Miami Dade police vehicle, and uh, we went over to uh, St. Thomas. St. Thomas. He's there for the, the couple years. Yeah, it yeah. was crazy. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. place. Yeah, St. Thomas. <laughs> yeah, where, where the rooms were right there. You didn't have to, the hotel rooms were right there. Right. So, but no, it, it was a it was a great experience. And I tell a lot of the, uh, the young adults who who want to be like OJ McDuffie, who want to be like the Michael Irvins, to to take it to the next level. The NFL and being drafted. What? Hold on, let me back up. Out of one point five million. And I just gave the speech to uh, some some administrators in Texas. Out of 1.5 million seniors, approximately three to four hundred thousand will make it a D- D1. Out of that three to four hundred thousand that make it a D1, um, I'm gonna say 300, 350 will get invited to the NFL scouting combine. Out of that 300, 350, 150, no 200, 200, right. 200, 250 get drafted and or get a shot. Out of that number, only 150 will get their pension. I'm giving you facts. It is like hitting the lottery. So three and three to get your pension still, right? Is it still no? It, yeah, it's, it's three it's, years, three it's, games. It's three. It's three years, three games, or something like that. Right. But the average person who you see on TV playing football only plays two, two and a half years. So most of those guys you see will not get a pension. So wow. what I'm trying to say is sports, and specifically the NFL, is a is an opportunity if you can make it there to give you a jump start on life to continue your life after life after football life. Yeah. I mean. OJ is not living underneath a bridge, homeless. Not yet. And, and, and not I, yet. I, oh, please, whatever, bro. You, you, you squared away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you squared away. Right. But, you know, be able to speak, be able to talk, network, talk to people. Don't be an asshole. Uh, sign the autographs because you never know who, you know, who it may be that may come back and help you one day. And that's the way I look at the NFL. Um, you know, it's given me the opportunity to to do some things. It's given me an opportunity to, you know, I, I work in our Texas office now, and um, one of the judges there, he, you're the guy. I'm like, yeah. But when you take the stand, and and because you have spoken on TV, and because you have done these interviews, 
you can get on the stand and you can speak, you can enunciate your words, and and defense attorneys will tone it down because they know that you're prepared. Right. You, you can handle this. And you take everything from the field and you take it in and put it into your everyday life. That's what's up. So draft day. How about I mean, how about that draft day for the Kings? They had eleven guys drafted that day. Yeah, it's about that. Eleven. Day. I counted them. I counted them. In how many in the first round? Two. Yeah, two. Him and Russell. Russell yeah, Russell was the first the, pick. The Cowboys. Yeah, and see, and again, Coach Johnson, take, bringing it from the from the University of Miami, he set the trend because what Coach Johnson was doing was he was basically he, he never had a guy to hold out. Think about it, because. The deal was already done. It's like, okay, OJ, I'm going to draft you in the first round, the first pick. Talking about Coach Shula or Coach Johnson? Johnson. Johnson. Oh, okay. Johnson, when he was with Dallas. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, he would say, okay, OJ, I'm going to draft you in the first round. Um, you're going to be our guy, but you have to agree to this, these terms. It was already done. And I think the, the uh, previous to the, the whole slotting system now, the NFL outlawed that because they wanted the spirit of, of the negotiation. But if you notice, Coach Johnson never had a holdout. And, and draft because the deals were already done before he even picked them. Right. Uh, you you gonna take this? Or, or we're not gonna pick you. <laughs> and, I mean, and that's that's yeah. what he did to Alvin Harper, all those guys. But you were drafted by Coach Shula. I was drafted by Shula. Did he make that same agreement? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, I sat out for a minute. Um, maybe like I, I missed a week. A lot of people say that I missed a lot more than that, but no, I only missed a week. Um, the, Some people the, say you missed four weeks. No, I only missed a week. I missed a week. I missed. Hold on, let me take that back. I missed one preseason game. That year, and you guys can look it so up. So you missed more than a week. No, no. Here's the thing. They went to Japan and played. I think I may have missed two weeks. They went to Japan and played. <laughs> the number's growing here. No, no, no. Seriously. They, they, and I didn't go to Japan, So I, but I played in four preseason games. Four preseason games. So just like – game. Right. So I didn't – you know, people blew it out of proportion, and 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 so and the media did. But no, I I didn't. How about Coach Shula? How did he handle it? Um, he wasn't too happy. With <laughs> no, no, he he's just he's just it's just not his style. Um, but you know when when I was here's the story behind the story. Um, a lot of people don't know when I was when I was drafted, they already had Tony Martin, they had Duper, and they had Clayton. And you guys can check. You can ask Duper about this that year supposedly Clayton was going to have some type of operation on his neck. After our first regular season game, Clayton had over 200 yards receiving or close to it in Buffalo. So it's like, okay, we don't need Randall Hill. We still got Mark Clayton. I mean, he, I mean, Clayton, I mean, you know, but Clayton is a route runner. So you, so you think that they draft you thinking that Clayton was, was yes. done? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. A lot of people don't know, but call Clayton. He'll tell you. Yeah. He'll tell you. Um, Call Duper. He'll tell you. So that's when I got traded, and it's like, oh, well, the whole that. No, it wasn't that. It was Clayton was Clayton had, I, I want to say it was his neck or something like that. And I remember <laughs> standing there in, in Buffalo, and we were warming up, and um, there was this big fat dude that was yelling at Clayton, and then Clayton turned around and was just warming up and said, "Eat a carrot, fat boy." <laughs> that's, that's Clayton. That's, that's Clayton, right? That is Clayton. And Clayton just <laughs> went off. I want to say it was 1991. Clayton went off. He had close to 200 yards. I know. Yeah, he just went yeah. off. And, and um, made the Pro Bowl that year. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. So they weren't expecting Clayton to play. But see, no one tells the story behind the story. But if you if you call Clayton up, he'll tell you that. If you call Duper up, he'll tell you that. If you call if you call Tony Martin up, he'll tell you that. The guys who were there, they'll tell you that. So at that particular point, they didn't need Randall Hill, which is fine. I was a luxury. So they sent me to Arizona um, where most guys – Careers just die. <laughs> At that point, yeah, Especially they were. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding Especially me? Yeah. I, I went through like I want to say like nine quarterbacks there in four years. Wow. If 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 more if more, 
The funniest quarterback was uh, uh, Jim McMahon. He was funny. <laughs> oh, Matt. I yeah. bet. Yeah, he was, a, he was a character. He's still he was a funny, character. dude. But, you know, it, it was some interesting things that, that happened out there. I Man, you guys, were, you guys, I'm sorry, real quick. You yeah, guys yeah. had a bunch of receivers. You had Mike Williams, James Pruitt, you, Scott I, Miller, Tony uh, Martin. Nobody talks about that. Everyone yeah. said, oh, no, he held Duke, out. They Clayton, didn't need me. Freddie Banks. Me. Exactly. They didn't. All those guys <laughs> could, could get the job done. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, we don't really need Randall because we got all these other guys, which is which is fine. And and like I said, Clayton went to the Pro Bowl that year. So I, I go out to Arizona and and I deal with um I deal with uh, a I'm not even gonna call his name, but it, <laughs> he, he's probably and I don't say this and Juice, you've ne- you've been around me. I never I've never said this before, but he's probably one of the most racist individuals that I've ever come across. Wow. No name, huh? Uh, but I, I'm gonna let you guys. I'm gonna let you guys get. I'm gonna let you guys. You can figure it out. Yeah, I'm gonna let you guys figure it out. This guy was in Atlanta one time, and I told I told people, and this is when Mike Vick first got there. And what this guy did was he brought Chris Chandler down to Atlanta to play quarterback. And I said, you know what? I tell I told people. I said, hey, Michael Vick will not see the field. And they said, well, well Michael Vick is he's, he's their guy. I said he won't see the field until this particular guy leaves. As soon, and I said, I guarantee you they're going to put Chris Chandler there, and they're going to make sure Chris Chandler is the guy. Chris Chandler started and stayed there until that individual coach left. That same coach went to Tennessee. And I said, um, why am I forgetting this guy's uh, name? The quarterback, black quarterback. Come on. McNair, McNair. McNair. Steve McNair. I said, McNair will not see the field until this guy leaves. He did not see the field until this guy left. In the, pre, in the preseason, they put it out there and they let it be known. Uh, when I was in Arizona, that whoever has the best stats going in, because we had it was me, Ricky Prohl, and um, Ernie Jones. Okay, who's going to be the starters? Okay, so I kid you not, I outshined everybody. I, I remember even having a touchdown in um, in Denver, and I went and sat on a John Deere tractor. <laughs> in the back of the end zone. Yeah. There he's back. Yeah, right? <laughs> so my stats are, are, are up to par. Everything is good to go. And the position that I w- was playing in was – I was competing with someone who was not my complexion. And I remember this coach saying, no, I, 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 I sorry, I can't start you. I'm like, okay, not a problem. What am, what am I going to say? Right. You know, what am I, what am I wow. going to do? So, you know, things happen and, you know, I, I could care less now because, you know, I'm happy. I'm working. I'm in six years. I'll have my second 401k completed. <laughs> my second nice. pension completed. Yeah, buddy. I'll have my, my social security and then my wife's an MD. Y'all can go to hell. I'm good. <laughs> I'm right. good. That's right. I'm good. Damn, That's wild because you don't hear about that. I no, mean, you know, well, early 90s. You know, it's not as public. You know what I mean? Right. That's what I'm saying. Not that it didn't exist. You go to the locker room, you see it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, bro, it, it happens. And, um, you know, only thing I say is, you know, you just got to keep going. You, as my dad always says, uh, you know, hey, what are you gonna do? Stop living? You, right. Hey, you gotta keep going, son. You gotta keep going. And, uh, you know, he's, he's my rock when it comes to stuff like that. Now, when it's time for me to go off on somebody, okay, that's my mom. Hey, mom, right. what I need to say? Well, you need to cuss their ass out, baby, <laughs> and you need to, cause your mama, and you let them know if they, if they've they been married 58 say, years, huh? Oh, my mom? Yeah. Oh, I had on, on one of the radio shows that I was, uh, uh, doing one time, and, um, the first thing I, it was on Mother's Day. I said, mom, and before she, as soon as she got on, I said, mom, do me a favor. You're on the air. A lot of people can hear you. You can't cuss. You understand? <laughs> Don't cuss. We need to get your mom on the yeah. podcast, oh, man. No, that no, sounds she, like my kind of interview. She has some stories um, because her sister, who just passed this year, if you guys are into old school R&B, um, they did a story about my mom's sister. My mom's sister was married to one of the great singers back in the day, Frankie Lyman. Um, and they did a, they made a movie about uh, it. Yep. 
Why Do Fools Fall in Love, starring um, Lorenz Tate, right? Lorenz Tate was in it. Also, um, Halle Berry, uh, Leela Rashawn, and uh, there was one other actress in there. Um, Well-known actress. Good stuff. Yeah. And so, which one played your aunt? um, I want to say, was it Halle? I think think Halle Berry played. It's kind of cool. Yeah. She was married. It was funny. Uh, She was married. Cool, cool or not cool. She was married. Okay. When I was at the University of Miami, I remember when this whole story went went down. There was a there was a TV show called Why the Fools. No, not Why the Fools. Um, it was called uh, A Call to Glory on ABC. And my aunt was watching it, and they were playing one of Frankie Lyman's songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens is she goes to sue because they didn't get permission from her, and she goes to court. And there's two other women there suing at the same time. Crazy. This guy was married to three women at oh, the same time. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. Crazy. I guess not Frankie. cool. Yeah, Frankie Lyman. But yeah. we're gonna be played by somebody. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, no. It was a it was an interesting time back then, and, and I know the family. We, we used to talk about it, and and then I remember also when we. Um, What's your aunt's name? Emira Lyman. She just passed away this year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Looks like Layla Rashad played her. Wow. But yeah, um and, and then even the whole Jerry Maguire, that's actually me and Drew. That's funny you say that. So, I, that was yeah, show me the money. Yeah. And, and by the way, yeah. I didn't get paid for that. Drew, Drew, Drew left me hanging on that one. But that's all right, Drew. <laughs> I saw I actually saw Drew in I saw Drew in Arizona when they were shooting that. He was he was rolling around with Cuba Gooding Jr. Y- yes, thank and you. They were like uh, every you. party they were at, every situation yes. they were at, they were yes. out that was, there that was getting ready for the show. You you know they pretty much shot it all in Arizona as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, so that was the team he was on, the Arizona team. It was the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. I was with the Arizona Cardinals. It was a brash, you know, cocky guy on the field. That was me. And then it was the agent, um, um, Tom Crew. That was Drew. Yeah. I kid you not. That's the me. Young agent, the, the young agent. The young agent. That's that's. Yeah, that's Drew called right me there. and said he was going out there to do it, but then why to show me the money? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where my money at? But right. I left it alone. Just not my. So time. was thrilled. The money. Donna <laughs> got a cameo in that movie as See? well. See, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I had, a, had a small cameo in in Miami Vice. But there you go. That's something different. Though. There's you your moment. You were Bobby Barker. <laughs> <laughs> was Bobby attending bar in that, in no, that right? episode? But yeah. Uh, so so you know we we had a lot of fun. Um, I had a lot of fun Damn, playing. That's a good stuff right there. So but, then when you got to the Dolphins, mm-hmm. uh, your rookie year, you wore what number? Eighty-one. There we go. Eighty-one. 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 Yeah, that's right. And see, I and by the time you got back, somebody else was wearing that number. Drew's got the number. <laughs> hey, listen, let me tell you something. I, I respect guys. You know, I didn't know OJ at that time, but I knew he wore the number. But what I did was because like when when you're watching film, just like okay, when I was in when I was in college, I used to he he didn't play wide receiver. But this guy had some of the best footwork that I've ever seen, Eric Metcalf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, this dude can go this way and then 90 degrees without tearing out his knees and, and just and without missing a beat. So what you do is you watch guys' footwork as a, as a wide receiver. So when, you, when you're watching OJ, you're watching his footwork. Juice is not a blazing guy, but he's going to get his separation by his footwork. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by getting open. And Juice will get open at the line of scrimmage. So, and, and when you're watching cutups of, of other teams, oh, hey, man, this dude is pretty good, bro. This, where you go to school, Penn State? Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, but right? no, no, but no. Good player, good footwork, good hands. So, I mean, I ain't going to fight with no, 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 81s. Hey, yeah, give me another number. Up. I don't care. That's what, hey, I, I, it was, you know what I mean? it was up for, you could have bought it off. Nah, nah, listen <laughs> to this guy, bro. <laughs> hey, he's got a price, yeah, I didn't get it off, bro. I didn't get it off. You got that veteran money at that <laughs> no, point. bro. It's all yours, bro. <laughs> I was I was looking to get 84 when I got there, you know what I mean? 24, 84. But, you know, honestly, if Randall tell you this, back then, you were just happy to get an 80 number. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because all the wide receivers and tight ends had to wear 80s back then. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then they started retiring numbers and, you yep. know, you couldn't use them, you know. So then all these guys go to more of the teams yeah. now. But, yeah. man, back, oh, man. Yeah. Back then, if you get a, you get a, uh, a double digit number that's under 80, like, you know, in the teens, like, damn, uh, am I going to make the yeah, team? Yeah. You're going to make the team. Why they giving me this jersey? I think, uh, <laughs> it's written on the wall. Yeah. I mean, that's, no, it's all good. I, I'm not one of those guys who got into the jerseys who I didn't, I didn't care. I just want to have fun. Of course, you know, you want the ball thrown to you. You, you, you want to fit in. You want to uh, go to the playoffs. You want to uh, win a, a, a ring and you want to be part of the team. It's not like that now. Yeah. You got guys that want to wear certain pieces of equipment. Let's just say that. Well, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about that in a minute. But I don't, I don't want to lose this number thing. So you mentioned earlier when people aren't asking you, are you OJ McDuffie? Mm-hmm. So ha- has that become an issue? Is oh, it just because first-round draft pick? Bro, you were skill. drafted at what position? Wide receiver. No, no, no. Oh, but ni- it, uh, 25th. And you were 23rd. Yes. Yep. You both wore 81. Yep. You were two years apart first-round yeah. draft Our cards. Pick. You can see our cards. People give us – I'll get yeah. Randall's card sometime yeah. to sign. They'll I give me Randall's card to sign. I do the Kim Bocamp, bro. It's not me, but I'll sign it. Yeah. You know? Someone <laughs> called me because, you know, I, I, I still do some things for the NFL. I saw – I was walking onto the field um last night, and, and, and I saw someone. He said, guy was drunk. He was like, OJ McDuffie, <laughs> how you doing? I said, try again. <laughs> Randall Hill, how you doing? <laughs> no, I'm serious. And I'm like, I said, yeah, you've been drinking, haven't you? Yeah, I had a few, but yeah, I know you're Randall Hill, but you gotta look like OJ McDuffie. <laughs> That's right. We get it all the time. And I, and I don't yeah, take it personally. Yeah, I don't either, yeah, man. It's, it's good. It is worse. It could be, be a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, to throw yeah. anybody else under the bus. As, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, there's one other person, and Juice, don't say anything. There's one other person that a lot of people confuse us with. I know who it is. You should be. Come on. I'm not gonna guess. I'm just walking into a buzzsaw if no, I guess. No, man. Wrong. I know. It's all good. We we won't swing on you. No. Um, Brett Perriman. Yep. Ah, okay. Brett Perriman. I've I've gotten that's that interesting. Yeah. Who also came through here? Yeah. Yeah. Brett Perriman. Through to you. Yeah, yeah through the U, but he played. He yeah. he was here for He's a couple a, years with the yeah, Dolphins. Yeah, he did. Uh, two years, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, he was a little banged up yeah. man, when he got yeah, here, man. Yeah, great yeah, guy. Career. Another yep. great guy. Yep. I, you know what? And I was, I'll be honest with you, man. I had a bad perception of University of Miami players just from what I was How could that field. possibly happen? But I'm going to tell you, man, everyone that I've met from starting with Bernie Kosar yep. to, to Randall to LT to Micah, Brett, you know, all the guys that I met. He's leaving a few the, guys out, Preach, but we won't go there. Guy, most of the guys <laughs> I met through the, most of the guys I met through the U, some some really 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 good guys, man. Mm-hmm. And it's the, cool. what what they Vernon did on Carey. the field was a little different than. Oh, Vernon's one. Yeah, yeah. You know, Vernon's a Vernon's yeah outstanding individual. He's bringing up a good point because again, and I want the younger the younger listening audience to understand that. Hopefully, not too much younger. No, <laughs> I've been no, talking no, on this show. No, seriously, because <laughs> you don't want you leave that on the field. And the way the, our our mentality and how we were on the field was about the field, and you le- you left that crap on the field. Don't bring it home. I'm not gonna walk in my dad's house like that. Absolutely not. It doesn't sound like it. No, certainly not your mom's house. Yeah, yeah yes, <laughs> yes, ma'am. No, sir. Yeah, yes, no. It's it's that's how it is. I'm not walking in my house like that because honestly speaking, my wife didn't want. I mean, we were dating. She didn't want me to play football. Don't worry about it. Go do something else. You just can't do that. You have to leave that on the field and be a good productive citizen and i don't want to sound corny but be that way off the field you have to so that's that actually leads us into a great transition but before we get to that transition Mm -hmm. since we're going to leave it on the field thrill Uh uh-oh when did the thrill (laughs) moniker get handed to you or did you did you hand it to yourself Mm -mm. 
And so now we had, we did. You talked about talk to Duper. We had Duper. He pulled out his license, mm-hmm. and his license is Mark Super, Super Duper. Duper. Super Duper. Yeah. So is Thrill legally embedded? No, in, okay. No, no, no. no. I so would, tell us about that. Hey, I don't have a middle name. Never, never have. You have no will. middle name. No, no. no. You needed one then. You no. needed Thrill. <laughs> no, well, you, have, you do now. <laughs> none of the guys in, in my family in my generation have a middle name. My dad doesn't have one. No one has a middle name. And my dad should have been, he should have been thrilled because he went to Albany State College and he was on one of the only teams in United States history to be undefeated and unscored on. And he's on the Hall of Fame. What position did he play? He played running back. Yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame there at at Albany State in in, uh, in Georgia. They shut out every opponent. Yeah, not one score. Yeah, I, I was Damn. just there. Um, what the hell did they play? Well, it was, it was a it was a black school, um, historically black university in Albany, and I they just uh, recognized my dad and his team. There's only like maybe like five guys left who were still alive. Um, That's awesome. Who was part of that? But with that being said, the whole thrill thing came. You know, who's from here? Who's from? I've been here since. I mean, I watched you play in college. I was okay. There was a newspaper called the South Dade News Leader. Okay, who gave me that name when I was in eleventh grade? Wow, the eleventh grade is where that Miami Killian defensive back yep. Randall Thrill, Thrill Hill. Hill. Yep, they put me on the front page talking about the all the interceptions and the speed and all this other stuff. And he's only in eleventh grade, and they they came up with this this Randall Thrill Hill thing. And it just stuck. So it, it stuck. I mean, it was just like I would get to the University of Miami, and you got some of these older guys, some of the some of the older mafia members, such as <laughs> Jerome Brown and and all these guys. Um, hey, hey, Thrill, what are you gonna do? I'm like, and the first time they they called me through, and I, I didn't turn around because my name is Randall, and I was like, hey, you hear us talk? I'm like, I guess I'm the Thrill now, right? So it it, it kind of stuck from from there. No, my wife does not call me the Thrill. <laughs> 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 never, my, never. No, absolutely not. No, my wife. No, man, my wife is strictly X's and O's. She does. She's a trip, bro. She is funny. So, side story, Juice, real quick. She can. So, so Randall's daughters are now volunteering for us at the here at the foundation, and and Randall's wife brought him in. I've heard about his wife forever. It's the first time I had the, the pleasure of meeting her, and and we had a meeting. We had like an official meeting. We sat mm-hmm. down. Yep. She had a laptop open and did work while he, she sat there and literally worked through the meeting while her daughter conducted. So that's what physicians do, man. Yeah, but man. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. If you want to talk about that, was business. how the hell is it? Can I? I'm dating you, and we going to the movies, and you taking your damn um, books with you. You can't read that shit <laughs> in the damn movie. Leave that in the car. Hey, Clearly, you were not the thrill. It worked yeah. out for it, all right? <laughs> no, you know, it, hats off to her because you know she's a uh, Phi Beta Kappa Chemistry Honor Society first black to do it, and she's a whiz. I want to say she finished her math minor when she was in middle school. Oh, she, you damn. didn't need to play football. No, bro. She's <laughs> out, she's out there. She's a, uh, and it's funny. I mean, when my my oldest daughter first started here, you know, I was talking to stuff. Seth and he said, hey, "Yeah, she's kind of serious." I'm like, "Yeah, she is." <laughs> I walk into my house sometimes, and you know, gets Ju- it honestly, huh? Juice, we we do. You know, you went to school, I went to school, we all went to school, and we know math. I can do rate, speed, distance uh, calculations. I can do equations. But I walk into my house, and you hear arguing. I mean, literally arguing. And I walk into the room, and my oldest daughter is is sitting there, and 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 she's arguing with my wife. And they have about like five or six pieces of paper in front of them. And they're going through the pages and they're slapping them back and forth. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, and I literally, I said, I said, what the hell's going on in here? Well, Alea says this and, and, and then I'm trying to tell her, I said, well, what are you guys doing? She said, well, we're working on this equation. I said, well, let me see the equation. <laughs> Fighting over math. No, so I'm looking at the equation. I'm like, okay, well, where's the equation? She said, well, that's the equation. Five pages? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with y'all? Y'all crazy? Them five pages e- equation? Get the hell out of here. I'm like, 
I look at my dog, hey, Jake, come on. We're going in the office. Yeah. All the cool people in the office, all the nerds over here. But, but, so, they, I mean, they are, I mean, literally going at it about an equation. Oh, that's what's up. I, I mean, if you wanted, if you ever seen the movie A Beautiful Mind. Yep. Sure. It is absolutely 100% true. There is a fine line between being a genius and being crazy. <laughs> I, I, my wife sees everything in equation. And they're towing the line. <laughs> they're towing the line at the Hill household. The next time you see her, ask her about something. Or I tell you what, she doesn't really listen to radio. So forgive me, she won't listen to this. I'm going to text her the link. Do me this favor. <laughs> the next time you see her, if you happen to have either some jelly beans or some M&M's, Give her an odd number. She may not even eat them. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, everything's got to be even. This is a secret. <laughs> uh, not anymore. I know, right? <laughs> used, used to be a secret. She everything secret count them, huh? Yeah, no, because it, like, it sounds like she can just look. No, she no, she she'll, built into her. No, I'm serious. No, right she's there. she's doing definitely something. thirty-eight. M&M she is always doing an equation. <laughs> True story. <laughs> no, but nobody's listening, right? Okay, no, she, she's gonna kill not me. Not a person. We're driving. I, this, this is my other house that, that we used to have. We're driving, and she was counting. And I, I, I looked at her. I said, uh, "I said, what are you doing, babe?" And she says, "Ah, oh, you're gonna think I'm crazy." I said, "Well, I already think you're crazy." So <laughs> she says, "Well, I, I think they removed the uh, one or two trees." And we were like, <laughs> like a mile away. I said, "Well, what are you talking about?" She says, "No, you're really gonna think I'm crazy." I'm like, "No, tell me." She says, "Well, I, I have a formula in my head um, about the 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 distance with the, from each tree from a mile from our house." And one of them is gone. I can tell it's gone. And I'm trying to do another algorithm. <laughs> wow. You're, like, you're right. Crazy. You're crazy you're as hell. Like, you got some damn problems. <laughs> 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 Are you out of your damn mind? Definitely but, time for Wapner. <laughs> but, but no, but no, it's, it's definitely a blessing in disguise because when it comes to finances and stuff like that, she's on top of it. And, and when it comes to my daughter and, 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 and some of the things that, that she's doing, I don't have to worry about that. I stay in my lane. Security boys and, and making sure that they're in the right place at the right time that is my lane so that let's talk about that <laughs> lane right you talked about security juice yep. so so two levels of security with randall hill correct one of them oh, Lord. is those guys on the field correct let's talk about that talk about that let's juice. Talk about a little especially bit as wide receivers right because you got there's no more particular position on the field with the in terms of how they look mm-hmm. what their fit is when they walk out on that field right than the wide receivers. Yeah, so when I played, when we played, yeah. that was Nat Moore. Yep. And Nat used to drive me crazy. Fashion police. Fashion police. Representing man. the league. So there, for those yeah. who don't know, this exists. Right. Mm-hmm. During the pregame, make sure you're in compliance with mm-hmm. the uniform code for, you know, for the games, mm-hmm. right? So I might have had, like, for me, it was always when we had the, the aqua socks, I had way too much aqua showing. And very little white on the bottom. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's that, regulated, right? Yeah, the yeah, league yeah, is regulating. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they have. But you know what? You still got to look good. Got to look, <laughs> look good, play look good. good. <laughs> look good, play good. I'm the guy that lays my uniform on the ground in front of my locker before a game and say, mm, yep, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> it's going to be a three-touchdown day right here. Is just, uh, hopefully, at least. You, <laughs> you know, know it, it, it's interesting. I, I, I've been doing this job for, for, uh, for 14 years. In the NFL, you know, you know, we don't really talk a lot about it. Um, 14. Um, but when you have and – and I'll just say this. When you have Nike, Reebok, Under Armour, and some of these other entities that have their product on the field and they're, they're paying good money for it, yeah, the guys want to look good and they want to do their own little thing. But these companies – want their product uh, displayed a certain way. I get it. I get it because that's the business part. The guys on the field are looking at it a little bit differently. Um, but when you talk about the business part of it, Nike, Reebok, Under Armour, um, 
whomever, they want it business-like, they want it displayed properly, and they want it a professional because they're the ones who pay for it. It is what it is. I mean, generally what I try to do is is I try to talk to uh, some of the guys, and usually guys come up to me and, and they'll say, hey, you know, am I, am I okay? And sometimes, you know, they, they may be out. But, you know, I, I take my direction from, from, from my bosses, but I try to, you know, do the right thing because I play the game. Right. I played it for seven years. Yeah. So did Nat. And he still was on my ass all the time. He played for a long time. She was like, I don't want to hear that bullshit. You ain't playing it now. So when did you start? You said 14 14 years. Your first year was, don't don't make me do the math. When was your first year doing it? Uh, 2005. So that's interesting. So I wonder, because I feel like you've come up to me. I don't know that I would have been down on the field. So maybe it was Nat. But somebody would come in and, uh, you know what? Because I used to work. Did you get the list of guys? Well, no. So he would come up and they would say, "Hey," and and Randall would do this. You know, it was before post game because I would still work the locker rooms okay. after I left yes. the foundation. Yes. It was post game, yes. and Randall would say, "Hey, look, I'm just telling you. You know, if JT's going to do that, he may want to throw a towel over that logo, or th- you know." So Randall yeah. would try and keep guy to, to his credit. Yeah. That, my but, job, but he's like, because if not, I gotta do it. Right. I gotta write him up. And and some people don't understand, but you know, it is what it is, and and I enjoy it. It's funny how I even got that job. What I was doing was the NFL had a, a retired players convention here in South Florida. And I went to my agency, which we'll talk about that next. Um, and I said, Hey, it's going to be a career fair. So we need to try to target some of these guys, uh, who are qualified for hire as, as federal agents. And I was there and, and I did the career fair and, and, I, you know, hand out some, some material. And, um, Andre Collins mm-hmm. came up to me and Penn said, State. Hey. Yep. He said, I know you. I know you. I said, Yeah. I said, Yeah. And we, we started talking. And then the next thing I know, the next day, I'm getting a phone call from Merton Hanks. And uh, Merton is like, hey, man, I got a job for you. I'm like, Merton, I'm good, bro. I got a job. I, I said, I ain't leaving this one. And he said, no, it's just on Sundays, and um, you're going to help me out, and I'm um, going to you know, try to handle the uniforms and, and make sure that, that they're squared away. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm all in. And I've been doing it every – and I got this job because I was trying to help guys get a job. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and which I always try. But they to don't do. see that, huh? When they get that $10,000 no, no, fine. In no, the- no. See, I don't have anything to do with that. <laughs> right. Because, because what I do is I try to minimize it. Like they'll call me from, from NFL and, and they'll say, Hey, can you straighten this out? Yeah, of course. And then that's when I, I'll tap someone on the, on the, Hey, do me a favor, bro, please. You know, they're watching these games. So let's, let's, let's do things in a professional. So they give manner. you like a heads up and a warning yeah. of guys yeah. that maybe the week before and then you, then you go out and you make sure they're in compliance the next time. Like, I'm, there's gotta be a couple guys on the team there. Juice is still a little heated. I'm no, just I'm good. You know. I'm good. <laughs> I never got fined for it. Thank good. That, when that was good, even though I was probably not in compliance most of the time. No, what, but do you have any guys on the Dolphins for, per se that, you know, you have to talk to like every week? No, cause I, I, at this particular point, I don't handle the Dolphins. Um, I okay. had, I handled the, uh, the visiting a, 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 a visitor team. Okay. Also, someone else is doing the Dolphin sideline. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. Um, there's another guy, but let's out him. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows who we are anyway, but, but no, I thought you, I thought you'd do both teams. I really did. It, so it well, makes it keeps it fair a little no, bit. Um, about four years ago, they changed it up. Okay. One for, one for each, each side, which, which is fine. Um, it, it comes with the territory. Um, I like that. Now you can really get them pissed off before the game. Like, you know, if New England comes in here, yeah. Tom Brady, that brace uh-huh. is not going to work it's too big. And Can't go out on the field like that funny, coach. Bro. Have yeah. him, have him worried about his uniform instead of whooping our ass. Is this better? Nope, nope. That's still fucked up. You got to send, send them back in. No, it, you know, like I said, it's, it's interesting. It, it kind of keeps me in tune with the game yeah. um, and around the guys. And, but what I really like doing is when the guys talk to me and they find out who I am, I like giving guys some direction in reference to what they're going to do when the lights have turned off and the cheering has stopped. Doesn't mean that your life has stopped. It means that it's time for you. Hey, listen. Hey. 
there's there's three reasons why you go to school. Learn how to learn, learn how to uh, get along with society. And the biggest and, and the most important one, which I try to teach guys all the time, is learning how to cope with change. When you have learned how to cope with change, you've mastered life because life is nothing but change. Change is inevitable. It's going to happen. It's gonna, from, from being a, a student in high school to being a student in college, from, from being, uh, single to being married to, to not having kids to having kids to playing on that field to looking and, and actually getting a job. So when guys, and I've had guys approach me and say, Hey, and, and there's a couple of guys who I have helped. One guy I know he's, uh, on with, um, Secret Service now. Um, cause I show him the way I give him, um, a copy of my resume, which, you know, which is the basic government formatted one. And if I can help you, I'll help you. And if I could do that from, from that field, I'll do it from the field. So what's up, right? So there. when you see Randall Hill, you're at the game, you're like, Hey, there's OJ. I mean, there's Randall Hill. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and, and you know, it's not, so OJ is going to be casual and he's going to be comfortable. Randall's in a three piece suit with yeah, the suspenders. Yeah. I don't know how the hell you're doing it. If you got a fan underneath there, you're just sweating like a hostage. You out never there. let him see you sweat. Man, oh man. So, Rand, so if you see Randall down there and he's got that little clipboard, he's, he's letting people know that they got too much aqua showing. And, and so yeah, now right. you know the truth. But so you talked about getting a job and you have a job and you don't mm-hmm. want to leave that job. Right. So what I loved, and now I'm thinking about it, it was probably after I left, I was working with Jason. So I was a little more casual. Not casual, but I was a little more comfortable because I wasn't quite as stressed in the locker room post game. Mm-hmm. And Thrill would come over and, hey man, sorry I missed this event. I know you'll call. Yeah, yeah you know that. And, and it was all so it's a story like this, Juice. You heard about that thing at the airport in such such city, <laughs> right. you know, when they had to take that guy off because he had the gun. Where, uh, yeah, we knew that was gonna happen for a week. Right. You know, so like I don't know what Randall's doing, man. Like you right. said, that whole figment of your imagination thing. Yeah, it, but tell us about what what you can share about your current job and how you got there, man. Well, when when I was Hell, when, when Juice was my roommate, sometimes I would go to sleep, sometimes I wouldn't. And the, the times that I wouldn't, I was actually applying for, for federal jobs then. Uh, Stu Weinstein at one time took me over to the, to the FBI Miami field office and he asked me to do a uh, presentation. He, wa- he wanted me to speak to them. And I thought I was going over there to, to talk. To, I thought they were going to have some kids there and I was going to talk about, you know, staying out of trouble, staying away from illegal drugs, you know, you know, going to school. And I walk in there and there's a room full of FBI agents. And I'm like, okay, what the hell am I going to tell these guys who are already successful? So lo and behold, there's, there's a guy who's sitting in the corner, not saying a word, about six, four, six, five, tall black guy, commanding figure, kind of reminded me of my grandfather in stature, uh, as far as just his demeanor. And, um, when I finish talking, um, he just looks at me, he says, uh, Mr. Hill, I need to see you in my office right now. And I'm like, okay. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to disappear for real. They, I'm, I'm not coming back. They ain't nobody going to know what my body parts are. But I go in the <laughs> office and he tells me, he asked me what was I going to do after, um, after I finished playing. And I told him I was thinking about law enforcement. I didn't know at what level, but this guy happened to be the former deputy, um, director of the FBI. And his name is Paul Phillip. And, uh, he put me in contact with, um, several other individuals who, were federal agents who could help me start the process. So I, I processed with, uh, uh, with DEA. Oh, I tried to process with DEA. They refused to give me an application. Really? Not, yeah. And for what reason? Not even an application? I, I talked to y'all all, all, all for this. Was the yeah. offensive coordinator from, uh, <laughs> damn near. <laughs> yeah, damn near. He, he refused to give me an application. Told me, he says, I can't even give you an application. Uh, you need to leave. That's like, crazy. I'm like, okay. 
So then, um, you know, to give you the background, uh, the, the oldest federal law enforcement agency in the government is U.S. Customs, starting in 1789, um, has more authority than any other federal law enforcement agency in the government. During the Homeland Security Act, the U.S. Customs basically became Homeland Security. Um, so I processed with them back in 2000, um, when I was a police officer. And, uh, cause I, I did want to learn how to do police work and, you know, how to grind it out. Um, it's very interesting too. Um, you learned a lot, but what happened is, um, I was, I was appointed in 2003 and I went through the, the, the federal academy and, um, I was assigned to New Jersey. I've done New Jersey. I've done Miami. Now I'm in, uh, Texas. I've done things. Um, I've done cases all over the world, um, that, that have nexuses, uh, to interesting places. Um, I've done, I've processed, I've prosecuted and or conducted illegal narcotics cases, uh, national security cases, intellectual property rights. Also, um, I've done a lot of interesting things and some of the things I've done, you know, a lot of people still don't know. And a lot of, a lot of stuff I, I still can't really talk about, right? you know, especially, you know, I know you guys have a lot of people listening, Um, but it's been an adventure and I enjoy doing it because I look at it like this. There are like, you see these shootings in different places. Those people, some of us look at them as being very, very bad dogs. Okay. Well, to catch a bad dog, you need a bad dog. And you know, you do things by the book, you do things, as per your chain of command and you, you go after bad people who, when you're asleep at night, I'm that guy. Okay. When you're at work, I'm that guy. When you are in the stadium, I'm that guy. Regardless of what's going on, I'm that guy because, you know, it, it's funny because I, w- I went out to my daughter's school today and I, I wanted to meet with a principal and I told him, I said, hey, listen, I'm that guy. If I'm here, I'm that guy because none of that's, uh, you know, mass shootings and all this other stuff. I'm that guy. Trust me, I'm that guy because I'm very accurate at what I do. I don't miss. I understand policies and procedures, and I believe in protecting life in the proper manner. I'm that guy, and let's leave it at that. Yeah, I'll tell you what. <laughs> if you don't, it's left. Hey, if you don't see Randall, if you see Randall on the mm. football field, that's one thing. But if you see him in your personal life, <laughs> that's your ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because he is that guy, he, man. He is. And so, just, you know, this will happen because again, Randall comes ping pong tournament. Two time defense. He uh, won Jeff, the ping yeah. pong tournament. Oh yeah. Oh, now, now, here's real, real quick though. Yeah. I, I didn't realize he had a damn ping pong table in his living room. Now we know from background. He had a hell of a partner too. But you know, so he. I mean, cool gear. He comes all the events that we do but then if i ever can't like if he doesn't get back to me i know that like there's something real happening yeah and then you know then afterwards hey hey man sorry about that but you hear about that thing or whatever you know uh, yeah I, i'll get you on the next one i, I remember when, when Alea was born i remember uh like a week or two after she was born i left i left the country for for a few days and my wife had no idea where i was hell i didn't know where the hell i was going right, <laughs> right. but no it, it, it's I mean, there's a lot of guys who have that story, but get for different envelope. reasons, yeah, man. Yeah, get that envelope. <laughs> <and you're laughs> no, but 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 it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun, and and, and it's what we fun? do. Yeah, it, it is because it's that adrenaline rush that you get from just like playing football. It, it's, you get, yeah, you know that's what, what mean? guys guys you, you, are, they need, you need that. it. You need, need it. That. You need it. That adrenaline rush. And, and, a, and a lot of that's guys cannot. Ha- Cannot handle. Can't duplicate it, man. When they can't get that adrenaline rush, you need you need you need that rush. You 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 want to do the. There's a lot of paperwork. There's a lot a lot of typing you got to do. But there's some things that that are physical, um, and mental that you just you need to have it. And I'm, 
I'm that guy. That's it's really <laughs> fascinating because I've heard a number of guys in retirement say that you know you can get great jobs. Some guys get wonderful jobs afterwards, but nothing ever replicates yeah. nope. that thing that you get from that level of competition mm-hmm. and the. And maybe you found something where, you know, the stakes are even higher, obviously. So that's, yeah, that's pretty wild. You know what? That made me start thinking a little bit, Seth, you know, because I know when Randall and I were roommates, you know, I used to go, we got to the room, you know, me, I want to watch football all day. Yeah. Randall did not want to watch football no, all day. He wasn't trying to watch the games? Randall, Randall we watched like uh, yeah. National Geography yeah, yeah. and stuff like that, man. He was he was all on some. He's on a different level already yeah. at that point. He was getting the self destruct. Right. This message was, will self destruct. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a big. I mean, Juice can talk football. Juice can talk basketball. Juice. I mean. I mean, I can do it, but not like to that level. I'm, it's just not me. Right. I mean, I'm just a little bit different. You know, I I love superhero movies, but you know, I I would rather watch like. Hong Kong Fui. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Number one Kong super. Fui. Yeah, yeah, Hong Kong Fui or something First like that. First Hong Kong Fui reference in the tank. It is. It's, it's, it just, is. it's just me. It's just my personality. It's just, you know, I'm like Jim Carrey the mask. <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm just different. I, I mean, Juice Juice wants, wants to watch sports, which is which is cool. And I'm starting to get more and more into it. Now, I will watch track and field. Right. I'm I'm big on track and field because it's it's me and you one on one and come on let let's go. Ain't nobody throwing me the ball, ain't nobody doing let's let's do this. But I I try to be well-rounded and what I do now helps me to be a little bit more well-rounded to understand what's going on in the world, what's going on around me, what's going on in society, how to handle things. I'm always looking at exits and and entries right, and, right. and 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 noticing, you know, where where things are. It's just my personality and 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 the job that I do now, you know, I love it because uh, uh it lets me uh be me. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I get great advice from him all the time, Juice. Like, hey, you know, where do you live again? Okay, well, listen. Right. If you see one of those 18-wheelers driving through that really doesn't belong on that road, I'm just telling you where they're coming, you know, like <laughs> give me those heads up on that stuff. Hey, man, it has been absolutely fantastic been, to man. to have you in the tank thrill. Appreciate all the support you've given us organizationally yeah, course, from the foundation absolutely. side but just as a friend uh it's been awesome and, and really really hey, we got something coming up it. right what's coming up cool gear yeah we're yes. going back to school shopping man. okay that's right I'm i got you in now as a matter of fact i'm gonna his daughters are working here you can't right. say no that's anymore. Right. <laughs> plus not only that um i'm gonna bring uh, one or two federal agents with me too so we're gonna make sure everybody stays in line i like well we need that <laughs> we definitely need that nice. appreciate you man hey thanks for diving in hey bro. thanks appreciate it You're now diving into the fish tank. Drive up in that fish tank. Who that? Uh. Sitting down with Seth Living. Seth. OJ. Juice, Juice man. Ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans. Yeah. Dog fans. Number one. one. Of course, y'all. This ain't no ordinary sports talk. Drive up in that fish tank. Go get your aqua orange. Yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank. It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank. Rocking with OJ and Seth when we dive up in that fish tank. Uh, uh-uh. fans with attitude, okay. we got to dive up for in that fish tank. Celebrate big or cry hard. Leave it all on the field, we gon' try hard. Old school, a new school, mix it in. Feeling like we up close when we listening. Dolphins tales, in Miami is the deep end. We vibing with our favorite players, no secret. We get with Seth and McDuffie. 
Bringing up stories we never heard to the public. Bet we love it. Dolphin fans never budget. We loyal to the team, whether happy or we upset. We be like, what's next? Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. And if you ready for that water, time to dive in. Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. And if you down with Dolphins Nation, time to dive in. Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about them fans. You looking at that fish tank, it's time to dive in. Rapping with OJ and Seth, time to dab up in that bitch time.